Get ready to feel the heat. You want NBA Finals coverage? I got it for you. I'm going to recap Game 1. Giannis returned. But it didn't mean much as the Suns dominated Game 1. CP3 went off, showing you he wants that first ring. And we also were going to bring you that crumble or show up segment. Who's going to be the man in Game 2? Sports Talk from the Crib starts now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Crib. The NBA Files kicked off last night, you know, here in Florida during a hurricane. So lucky I didn't have any power outages or nothing. I was able to watch the whole entire thing. So, you know, it's named after a Disney character, so it's kind of soft and pretty damn weak for Floridians standards anyways. But, you know, <laughs> but before I get into it, special announcement here for NBA Files covers I'm doing every single game, regardless of the day. So you're going to see episodes of Sports Talk from the Crib here, you know, sporadically. We're going to get another one on Friday morning, recapping Thursday night's game. And also, you know, going into uh, the weekend, it's on Sunday. So we'll have an episode for you on Monday and so on. So that's how we're going to do this NBA Files coverage. We'll give it to you after every single game here on Sports Talk from the Crib across every single streaming platform. So you'll be able to catch analysis and recap and what to expect game to game um, during this NBA Finals. So something I'm bringing to you guys. And also remember, check out the official website at feelyheatent.com. That's feelyheatentertainment.com. Running a special 25% off all merchandise in the store. Just pr use promo code, promo, promo code July25. So you'll get 25% off your purchase. So... During the month of July, this is something a little special going on and celebrating here at Sports Stuff and create a little way to give give back and whatnot. So let's get into what happened during game one. So the Suns dominated. The, the score really doesn't do justify it, but Milwaukee tried to make it close a little. They would cut within seven in the fourth quarter, but Suns end up pulling away by a foul, 118 to 105. And CP3, can we really... Give this man love. This guy is going to get his first ring. He was balling last night, getting anything he wanted. 32 points, nine assists. Devin Booker, you know, he was only one of eight from three-point land, but that didn't matter. 27 points, six assists. DeAndre Ayton was controlling the paint on both sides of the floor. 22 points, 19 rebounds. And for the Milwaukee Bucks, Chris Middleton, 29.7 rebounds. Giannis, 20 points, 17 rebounds. He did shoot 7 of 12 from the foul line. So that was kind of impressive. It's impressive standards with him. He played 35 minutes in his first game back from that hyperextend his knee in the Atlanta Hawks series. Drew Holiday, 10 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. He was only 4 of 14 from the field. So overall, overall takeaway from the game, Suns were up by 20 at one point. They dominated on both sides of the floor. They got anything they wanted. The high pick and roll that you saw last series with the Hawks running against the net or the Bucks with Brooke Lopez, it 
That's what they did. This is what Chris Paul and Devin Booker did. They made sure to run the pick, high pick and roll, get Brooke Lopez on them, get those little easy medium range, you know, jumpers or lob it inside at DeAndre Ayton and have him finish it off. That's the same thing the Atlanta Hawks did with Trey Young and Clint Capella, and they did the same with Lou Williams and, and whatever on the Atlanta Hawks team. They did it to the Bucks, and that caused problems. And going into the game one of the NBA Finals, guess what? Phoenix saw that and they're like, this is our game. We love the mid-range jumpers. We have two guys that can, that's their game. Chris Paul, Devin Booker. If they're hitting those shots, it's game over. Brooke Lopez cannot guard CP3 or Devin Booker. Just like he could not guard Trey Young. So what kind of adjustments did Milwaukee try to do with this? They, In the fourth quarter, they said, screw it. We're going to put Giannis at the five. They tried it out. But who's the other guys you're going to have on the floor? You had Forbes on the floor. Wasn't really hitting his shot. Uh, Connaughton was on the floor with the team with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. So that seemed like the lineup they tried out. And they got, because said they got within seven, but it was just too little too late. Suns ended up pulling away because, well, Giannis in the closing. There's something missing with this guy in closing moments, I think. If he can't get to the rim, then he can't get to the rim. There was this play in the fourth quarter where they were down seven, right? They, they cut, they're trying to cut the lead. He's dribbling, dribbling, trying to post up. And Cam Johnson just says, all right, I'll just take the ball away from you and, and let's turn over. Goes down the other way. Boom. Three-pointer, Devin Booker. Like, you see this all the time with Giannis. Like, he, his intangibles are just so weird to me. When you watch him play, like, this is a former MVP, former defensive player of the year. I think he's one of the most overrated players in the NBA because his intangibles at times, he's this tall, lengthy, and is bigger than anybody on the court. So he's able to make up for it with his strides, his long arms, and just being able to just get by people with his, like, two steps. He's at the half-court line, takes two steps, and all of a sudden he's at the rim. Like, that, in a sense, is kind of hard to stop. But another big takeaway from the game, the Bucks actually did shoot well from three-point land. 16 of 36 was 44%. They were 9 of 16 from the foul line. This is only 56.3%. But a large part of that is due to Giannis. He gets to the line 12. Nobody else got to the line from Milwaukee. So only four shots elsewhere. So Giannis had 12 of them out of the 16 at the total shot for the game. Chris Middleton ain't getting to the line like nobody got to the line from Milwaukee. Meanwhile, the Suns were 11 of 34 from three. They were only 32%. But 25 of 26 from the foul line, they made their free throws 96.2% from the line. That's a big takeaway. A large part of that was due to Devin Booker getting to the line as much as he did. So that's where they won. But the Milwaukee Bucks, more rebounds, more assists. You look at the stat line, it's like, wow. And you look at Giannis, 20 and 17, you're like, how do they lose? It was just such, this is how the Milwaukee Bucks play. Like I said, that high pick and roll defense with Brooke Lopez is just abysmal. Can't happen. Um, and when you 
see their stats, it's just like meaning meaningless stats. Like it just doesn't pop out. Giannis had a nice chase down a block, reminiscent of LeBron James <laughs> in the finals. Like that was the big highlight play. Everything else, it just seemed like like a days ago. Like it just didn't matter. He only shot the ball eleven times too. By the way, that can't happen. So what does the Milwaukee Bucks have to do going into Game Two? Hey, they had more rebounds. They had more assists. They shot better from three point land, which they've struggled during the playoffs a lot. But they were 16 of 36 in this game. So they actually shot it well. What can they do to slow down the other big three on Phoenix? And it's just a matter of that high pick and roll. Get Brooke Lopez out of there. He can score. For somebody who's over seven feet and that big, can't rebound the ball. It's just mind-boggling to me in any ways. But um, like he doesn't rebound, and he's out there shooting threes. <laughs> it seemed uh, like what do they got to do? Brook Lopez is going to be playing less minutes. They're probably going to have to roll out maybe a different starting five because this starting five that they always roll out there, this is not going to work with against Phoenix. Um, the only thing is Phoenix can do better. Uh, also, is Jay Crowder and all Bridges and all those guys, Cam Johnson, they have bodies to kind of throw, and they can all play defense. So, one thing Giannis cannot shoot only eleven times. The guys got to shoot like twenty. That's an improvement that the Bucks need to do. Another thing is Drew Holiday, who was four fourteen. He needs more than ten points. Middleton. 29, but a lot of it was he got hot there for a minute in the second half, but that was about it. He's going to have to give you 30-plus if you have a chance. And the thing is, without Giannis in the lineup, those final couple games versus Atlanta in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals, Milton was averaging 29, 9, and 8. Holiday was averaging 26, 8, and 11. Those two guys were almost averaging triple doubles when Giannis wasn't playing. Lopez was averaging 23 points a game. So, from the big takeaway is they have to play well together. They got to get their spacing better on the court when the big three of Milton, Holiday, and Yaz are on the court. They have to play better overall. Drew Holiday has to look for his shot and be aggressive. Giannis has to be aggressive. These guys can get to the rim when they want, it just seems like they just don't want to do it at times. And that's what's so frustrating about this Milwaukee team during not just the regular season, but this whole playoffs too. You watch them play. They, they sink so well in some games. The ball's movement, moving around. They're not just settling for threes. They're getting in the paint. They're driving to the hole. And that's when they're at their best. And then you see some games where they're just like, uh, I'm going to pass out of this shot. Oh, I'm just going to post up Giannis and have him dribble, dribble, dribble and try and get a shot. Like, that can't be your focus. You have to be aggressive. Make set picks. Get Giannis to the rim. Drew Holiday, get the picks. Run to the rim. When Drew Holiday last night, when he was driving to the rim and being aggressive, you know, 
making he's making shots. Then he would just pass out of his shots and not look for it. He has to shoot better. And he has to shoot more. Um, but Suns and four. <laughs> Can we get the Suns and four? I like it when that fan did that, man. Suns and four, but um, that's what the Milwaukee Bucks adjustments has to be. Brooke Lopez is going to be playing with us, minutes. Maybe Bobby Portis plays more of that so he can get up in in their face. But P.J. Tucker, I don't know. Because the Suns have more players to do this with. The Hawks didn't. It was just kind of like Trey Young, a bust. Cam Reddish is a, going to be a future star in the NBA. You saw that in the last game for the Hawks. But you saw that in that series. Let's see what happens in this one. Like, Mike Budenholzer, the head coach from Milwaukee, needs to make some damn adjustments with his lineup. Maybe play Pat Connaughton more. So spacing on the floor is better. Um, but I like the Suns. CP3 is on his mission. He's getting his ring. Um, and these young kids, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, in the first ever NBA Finals, first ever playoff experience. You know, and playing like this is incredible. Jay Crowder was the only guy on both teams, I think. That is crazy for me to think. Jay Crowder is the only guy on both of these teams that has any NBA Finals experience. It's crazy, right? A lot of great players on both sides, and they've never been to NBA Finals. It's crazy to think about. But that's a crazy stat. That Jay Crowder is the only guy with any kind of NBA Finals experience on both these teams. So we see what happens going forward. Um, I do still like the Suns, man. I don't know about on four. I, I expect Milwaukee to you know get a couple out of it, but I want the Suns to win it on their home court. So maybe Milwaukee can get one. And the Suns get in five. That's kind of my hope, so they can get um, you know, winning on their home court for everybody. Rally of the Valley, man. Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul. He's getting his first ring. A lot of people, you know, were arguing me about this matchup going into the series here. It's only game one. Obviously, it's a seven-game series. We can't overreact. But I said it in the beginning of the playoffs. If it's not Lakers and Nets and they're out and they're, you know, with the injuries and whatnot, look out for the Suns to win it all. Right? You know, we we're not get our Lakers Nets matchup. But this Chris Paul and this Phoenix team, I told you that was the number one offseason move in the NBA. Look at it now. Guys go guy may get an NBA Finals MVP. I think that's on his radar. I think that's what he wants. So <laughs> Chris Paul, man, like people were dogging me on him. Some of my friends were dogging on me you know, about picking Phoenix to beat Milwaukee and saying Milwaukee doesn't have a chance. What do you got to say now for game one? I understand we can't overreact. This is facts. Phoenix is going to win their first ever NBA championship. It's going to happen. Well, we got some 80s music there. <laughs> All right, crumble or show up. Here we go. Let's get into this segment. Crumble or show up. Who's going to crumble or show up? 
in game two. Let's start with the man of the hour of the first game, Chris Paul. Come on, show up. Come on, man. That's an easy one. Show up in a story. Devin Booker. Oh, he's at home too? Show up. Phoenix all day. Devin Booker, show up. Now, Drew Holiday, crumble or show up? Mmm. Drew Holiday. I'm actually going to go with show up this time. I think he's actually going to show up in game two. He's not going to shoot 4-14 and only score 10 points. You know, I expect him to score more. I expect him to get the hit around in his 20s and then game two, but still lose. All right. Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. He's going to be his second game back from injury. Crumble or show up? <sighs> hmm. This is kind of a tough one because when he shows up, are we talking 34 points, 18 rebounds type of show up? Or are you talking about like in game one, we had 20 and 17 and it just kind of didn't feel like nothing. That felt like a crumble to me, even though his stat line's padded like that. I expect game two to be a lot closer. So I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a show up. I'm going to say he shows up in game two. Chris Middleton. I'm actually going to say he crumbles in this one because Giannis is showing up. I think Giannis is going to have a bigger stat line. You know, he's going to be more impactful in the offense. Like, like I said, 34 points or something. And I expect Chris Middleton to crumble and struggle shooting from the field. So I think overall game, Chris Middleton crumbles. So let's pick a role player from Phoenix. Like I, I did previously. Let's get another one. Um, so we say, well, let's get the big three in there. I said a big three from Milwaukee. Let's get the big three in here for Phoenix. DeAndre Ayton. I'm saying show up. <laughs> I don't know if he's going to have the 22. What do you have again? 22 points, 19 rebounds in game one. I don't know if he's going to have those type of numbers, but I expect another double-double and him being impactful um, in the paint on both sides again. So I'm going to say he shows up. So let's get another. Let's get a role player, and we gotta have a role player outside a big three from both of these teams, crumble or show up. Let's start with Milwaukee. I'm gonna throw one of these guys in it. Let's let's throw Bobby Portis in there this time. Role player, crumble or show up. He's gonna play more minutes. Is Brook, you know, instead of Brook Lopez, is he, is he gonna be impactful like he was in Atlanta filling in for Giannis? I'm actually gonna say he crumbles. I don't think he's going to have any kind of difference in the game two. So I'm going to say he crumbles. And Phoenix, who should we pick as the role player crumble or show up this time? How about somebody like, uh, um, let's go with Cameron Payne backing up CP three crumble or show up. He's quick. I had him before one of the first segments, I think on crumble or show up. I picked him the, show up and he just goes out there and drops 29 points. I didn't think it was going to happen like that, but uh, um, I'm going to say he shows up too. I'm going to say he gets it in around, you know, 14, 15 points. He gets to the hole a few times, you know. It's kind of frustrating to watch him at times when he thinks he's got it. And he's like, hold, hold on, man. You're not CP3 level. Let's calm down a little bit. You know, settle down. Don't 
get too excited. You know, sometimes he gets a little too excited. He tries to jack up a three from way out. Or, you know, he just turns the ball over doing something wild. So I'm going to say show up, but I'm not really confident in that one. But he's at home. Usually when he's at home, he plays better. He shows up, does pretty decent. Like He played decent in game one. So I'll go with show up campaign. Okay, so that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the crib with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. Be sure to check us out. On social media, at Feel the Heat, ENT, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. And we are available on all streaming platforms. Apple, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon. You know, you name it, it's on there. And sure to check out the website, feeltheheatentertainment.com. That's feeltheheatent.com. You stream the podcast on there as well. Check out the sport blogs. And remember, the merchandise this month is July 25 promo code. You're going to get 25% off. So be sure to catch us now. You're going to see an episode on Friday recapping game two of the NBA Finals. So be sure to tune in Friday morning for game two covers of the NBA Finals. Thank you all for joining me here. You all have a blessed day. Peace out.